05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and I'm excited we have Jim Gale with us today with uh, Food Forest Abundance. He's living currently in Orlando, Florida, which is uh, just a little bit nicer weather than what we got here in Minnesota today. But thanks, Jim, for being here. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Nate. I grew up in Minnesota, and there's nothing better in the world than springtime in Minnesota. Yeah, it's like true. Boom, the life, everything just explodes to life. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. The grass is starting to get, you know, it's not quite there yet, but you can see everything kind of revive after the winter. And yeah, I agree. It's a, it's one of my favorite times of year as well. Well, I appreciate you being here. You know, first question I like to ask to kick each podcast off for you're going to be really close to episode number 300, by the way, which is, uh, which is a milestone for the show, but championship leadership's the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership? What's that mean to you when you hear that? Vision and mindset. Um, when I was uh, 19, I had just lost the state wrestling tournament. My junior year, I, it was written uh, up as the biggest upset in state. Senior year, lost first round, complete failure. Freshman year in college, sucked I because <laughs> I hadn't found my way yet. And yeah. then my college wrestling co- coach, Dr. Gary Rushing, said, everybody in the room, write your goals. And I looked at that page. It was like three pieces of paper. And I was like, oh, because I hated homework. In fact, I still to this day, <laughs> I cherish my ADD. So um, it, it's like the best tool God's ever given me. Yeah. So anyway, I started writing on a Sunday night. I put it on my desk on Friday night and then it nagged me. Right. And I knew I had to get it done for wrestling. And Sunday night came around after a big party week. Weekend and I started writing and something absolutely transformative happened to me. The person who showed up in the wrestling room on Monday morning was a different person than the person who left on Friday afternoon. Mm. I had written, I had started dreaming. It's the first time that I actually imagined myself in a compelling way in the future, in a way that was so compelling that when people would say, Jim, you wrestle, you work out so hard in the room and you wrestle so hard. I'm like, really? I'm just having fun because yeah. I had goals. 
So I wrote that I wanted to be a three-time All-American and national champion. When I handed them to my coach, my coach laughed at me and said, these goals are kind of lofty, don't you think? <laughs> and, and I, You're like, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it was already too late for anybody to dissuade me or think that I could do it because in my body, in my mind, it had already been done, right? I visualized this happening. And then I got inducted or nominated captain of the wrestling team as a freshman in college, which is very rare. Oh, wow. And we had a very young team. We actually were seventh in conference that year. And then my senior year after I got, I was a four-time All-American and national champ and it was, we were second in nation. So we went from seventh in conference to second in nation in four years. Wow. What college did you go to? Uh, MSU, Mankato State. Oh, Mankato State. You bet. That's uh, just down the road here from me, not too far west of where I live here. Well, real quick. So you lost in the first round your senior year after almost being a state champ. What happened? Yeah, there? I was you just uh, run into a, a, a just I just a sucked. I just wasn't. Yeah. I was just wrestling not to lose. You know, okay. it was just one of those things where I didn't have a direction in life. And yeah. uh, I lost and then he lost. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of times we were able to take those experiences and, and yeah. help, help us in the future as we, That's the key. we move forward. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I love that answer for sure. It's fun to hear all the different ways that people kind of slice championship leadership, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about you food forest abundance and what you're up to. And, and uh, it sounds like it's, it's an incredible mission that you have and yeah. uh, an incredible impact that you're making across the world with it. So, so yeah, if you could, for those that aren't familiar, please yeah. tell us more. I'll say this. Okay. Uh, thank you, Nate. I'll say this with as much sincerity and certainty as, as possible. We have developed with the help of an incredible network of people, the most logical strategy to change all of the world's biggest problems. And when I say that, almost everybody listening goes, oh, what is he talking about? Right? <laughs> well, we really do. And I'm going to, I'll share these details with you today. Um, we help people grow food in a time when the food supply chain, it's a crisis that has already started in many places. I have a partner in Turkey, a head of lettuce was six lira three months ago. Now it's 38 lira. Wow. Right. And this is not by accident, and I won't get into all that yeah, stuff, but this yeah. is a control mechanism that's mm -hmm. going on right now to control the minds through the stomachs of the people of the world. Uh, in fact, Henry Kissinger 50 years ago, he said, if you want to control people, control food. That yeah. wasn't just ramblings of a nut. That was a strategy spoken by the guy who has met with every U.S. president. Yeah. So the strategy is centralized food production. That's the strategy of, of enslavement. So then the solution is decentralized food production. So our company, we launched one year ago on Earth Day. So in two days, it'll be a year. And we scaled from three people to now 700 people around the world. And we design and install edible landscapes or food forests for people. Our target is the suburban backyard because that's where there's 40 million acres of lawn just in the United States. When we transform 50% of our backyards 
into regenerative edible landscapes, landscapes that take less maintenance than a lawn and provide an epic amount of love and joy and abundance and food, that one shift in our society will reverse mass extinction. It will reverse deforestation and cancer and heart disease and diabetes. All of the forms of tyranny, this one thing will end world hunger. And we are inspiring and empowering this shift on a global scale. I love it. That's incredible. That does sound amazing and big, right? It's a, it's a big cause. And it's, it's fun to hear people that are fired up and behind something that big. Where does that passion come from? Because it definitely, you're one where it really kind of, uh, it jumps off and it's yeah. very clear and obvious that this is something that you're extremely passionate about. It comes from the most important thing I've ever learned in life. And that is to slow down the mind to the speed of consciousness right? Our minds are so ramped up in the programming, the tell of vision programming, right? Mm -hmm. We have to let go of that. So imagine this is a thought and this is a thought. These are programs and this is your mind. When your thoughts are battling like that, there's no way to get an inspired idea through there. In fact, that's, that's the key to everything. That's why the great sages of our time, what did they do to get enlightened, right? They went and meditated. Yeah. And, and meditation is so foreign to people. People don't understand. They, they don't understand what meditation actually is. It's this. I'm meditating right now. I have no yeah. thoughts in my mind. That's it. It's that simple, my friends. Yeah. Everything else is an illusion. The problem is govern mente. Govern means to manage and control and mente means mind. The solution is light mente or enlightenment, right? There's this idea that one guy can be enlightened and the rest of us can't is bullshit. It's the biggest scam ever. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, who are some of the people along your path and your journey that have helped you get to this place of enlightenment and uh, on, yeah. this, on this path to really uh, make a huge difference in the world? Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of all of the great um, speakers. Uh, Dennis Waitley, The Psychology of Winning, was one of my all-time favorites back about 30 years ago. I still yeah. just do it once in a while. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man or woman can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say that again. Whatever your mind can conceive and believe right? Conceive is in the mind. A belief is in the heart. When you can align the energy, the energy, the frequency, the vibration, the resonance between your mind and your heart, you can achieve anything. This is not just a random poetic sentence by a, a guy. This is the guy who yeah. studied the greatest accomplishers of all time. And he made this statement, absolutely one of his most pivotal statements, because it's true. So then the question is, what can you conceive and what do you want to conceive? And then what can you believe? And then aligning that. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about, you know, you name some big names right there. Of what, what is it really about them? Some characteristics that stand out that maybe you've, you've taken to help mold who you are as a leader. 
So it, it reading those books and, and seeing their experiences in life and meeting these um, world changing people and writing about how their minds work. That is the most incredible thing in the world because modeling where, where you find somebody who's doing something that you admire, that you want to accomplish. And then instead of trying to start from scratch and just make shit up until you can do that, you find how they think, how they use their mind and their body and their frequency their energy, their vibration. And then you start emulating that and it's a fast path to success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, you know, you've already talked a bit about vision, you know, when you discussed what championship leadership is to you, obviously you have an incredible vision for what you're doing with food forest abundance. You know, I, I like to talk a lot about uh, like a Bill Belichick or Nick Saban because I'm kind of a football guy, but I know you're a wrestling guy. So like a Dan Gable, he's a uh, kind of a one of those uh, legendary names yeah. in, in the sport of wrestling close by here where, where I live, where you grew up. You know, folks like that, like a Dan Gable or the Belichick or Saban that just have had an incredible amount of success, but not just one time, but like continue to repeat yeah. and continue when everybody else is gunning for them. And, and trying and the best of the world that they're competing against. And they, they continue to find a way to, because it's that vision that they have, that's yeah. different. They can see things that potentially kind of like they can conceive things, yeah. right? Like you said, yeah. that others aren't able to, or aren't willing to, to figure out the way to get there. And then they have the courage to take action on it. So what's, what's kind of the, the vision for you and in, in the near future with what you're doing? I know you've already kind of talked about it, but really. Well, I'll share. Yeah. Now. I'll get yeah. into a little bit. So, um, about, um, well, a little teeny backstory. Uh, I wrote my goals the second time when I was 29 and I was living in Australia, surfer's paradise. I was studying all these greats and I wrote my goals again. I wanted to have $3 million in three years, starting from scratch. I had bartending experience. I've been in Hawaii for four years. Prince yeah. actually came to my bar two New Year's in a row. And Sounds like you've lived an amazing life, by the way. This, yeah. You got some yeah. stories. That's awesome. I, yeah, well, I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> I like seeing new things and doing new things. Yeah. I lived with the Maasai in Africa before that for a little wow. bit of time. But um, so I wrote my goals and I got home and a buddy said, Hey, you want to join me in the mortgage business? And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I said, yeah, we did end up doing three and a half years later, about $1.3 billion in gross revenue, my company. Wow. And then I bought a boat, lived on the ocean for a year. And then I moved to Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, that's where I had my first two daughters. And that changed my life because I started looking at the world more of a long term, like what's the world going to be like in 10, 20, 30, 40 years? What's the world yeah. of my grandkids going to be like? And when I learned permaculture, when I learned how we are mining and poisoning our soil and our resources and just deforesting. And then I also red pilled. I learned what the true problems of the world, where they actually come from. They come from the gov the mind control. They come from the same families who's always controlled the world for hundreds of years. They've controlled yeah. the world. And it's very open for anybody who wants to just peel back that onion just a little bit and see it. Yeah. And then when you learn those two things and have kids, it, I went through like two years of cognitive dis dissonance of pain because I didn't see a path forward. So I became obsessed with these questions. How can we change the world? How can we change this? How can we bring light to the dark? And how can we expose that and create abundance? Because what has been given to us by God or source or nature, whatever you want to call this amazing system that we're in, this amazing reality that we're in, it's radically abundant. 
right? Yeah. There's no shortage. In fact, this idea of overpopulation is the biggest freaking scam ever. We could literally have 20 billion people. And this is not hypothetical. This is demonstrable when we simply use our resources logically in a way that's best for us. There, it's almost infinite what could be done. So I went through that path of kind of studying the problem. And then I read Bill Mollison's quote, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And wow. I started to ball. Wow. And then since then, I've been obsessed. And when you're obsessed with something, well, you start figuring shit out. And that obsession went through many phases, many iterations, because it's like trying to figure out a, a solution to any puzzle to put together a problem. I'm like, okay. And, and just a year ago, I changed my obsession to joyful obsession by design, because obsession connotes a lack, a, a scarcity, a fear. And I had that. Um, even though it was mostly gone, there was still a little tinge of fear. And I completely moved into faith and not a religion faith, like not a rebind. Religion means to rebind. I, I, I moved away from that into a really a more centered spiritual faith, just knowing that I am spirit in this divine experience, just like all of us are. And that's when the magic has not stopped ever since that day. And I'm talking epic magic. We launched on the high wire with Dell Big Tree uh, a year ago and the producer of The Crocodile Hunter, which was, by the way, my favorite show growing up for like yeah. 10 years of my life was The Crocodile yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Was he was <laughs> huge. He was huge. Yeah. When, Steve, when Steve Irwin died, I cried, yeah. you know, because yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. So the producer called me up and said, Jim, we saw your show. We want to do a show on you. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I knew this things were coming, but I could not have imagined how they would come. That's what's magical about this existence that we're in. This reality is yeah. when you put it out there to the universe, to God, to source, it will come back in ways that will blow your freaking minds. And so two days after that, I get a call from Adrian from Entourage, Vincent Chase. That was my favorite TV show for like five, yeah. six years of my life. He was my favorite actor. So yeah. I get a call from my favorite producer or the producer of my favorite show and my favorite actor back to back. And we just did a TV show called The Land of Plenty. It's it's um, a major network has made an offer on it, but we turn them down because their morality clause is different than our morality clause. Okay. Right. Yeah. But my yeah, but yeah. my point is that kind of magic is happening. So our marketers are Emmy award winners now because they see what we see. There's a path to freedom and it is by one, letting go of the fear because that's the number one control tool of the slave master. Yeah. And then to use our resources wisely. And when we can inspire and empower that shift, then we have it made. Wow. So how do you get this yeah. How do you get it out? Obviously you have a TV show coming up to help, I suppose, educate and, and let people know what you're doing, but yeah. How do you get people to implement this? Well, thank you, Nate. You're helping. Yeah. This is how we do it. We are on podcasts, almost either podcasts or shows or speaking events every day now. And again, this is in one year, we went from three people to 700 people. And this is how we do it. Not by going through the government sources or the mainstream right. sources, because they don't want this. They don't want self-reliance because it's the exact opposite of government reliance. Yeah. Right? So we share the message and then they share the message. And then, so we have um, our business model. We have 45 professional food forest landscape designers. 
And these designers use permaculture principles, which is a agricultural design science that's freaking incredible. And it most people have no clue what's possible in your own backyard. You might be able to name five or six fruit trees that you could have or berry bushes or just edible plants when there's actually thousands of edible plants that you can have in your yard. So for myself, like, you know, we have an acre and oh, awesome. uh, so, yeah, if I wanted to have my own food forest, we would get a hold of your company and your architects would help to yeah. design that for us. That's right. We would design it. And the design is incredibly comprehensive. It takes all of the knowledge that has been built up in the permaculture network over the decades. And it combines it to say what plants like to hang out with what plants, because some plants don't like to hang out together. Some plants need more acidic soil and some. So that's what the scientists do. These designers do. It's like, it's like architecture. It's landscape architecture, but very functional. So then once the design is done, then it goes to our cooperative network. We have one of the fastest growing cooperatives ever in the world. We've got like 140 cooperative partners. And these, it's basically a landscaping business, but it's, it's a freedomscaping business is what it really is. Yeah. We then, so once the design is done, it's like building a home. It starts with the architect and then it goes to the building. We hand it to the, to the co-op. So if anybody out there wants to be in the business of helping people grow food. It's the most timely and logical business in the world right now. Gotcha. I gotcha. That's incredible. I love it. it. Is. Yep. Well, let's uh, shift gears here a little bit. And okay. I always love this question. What, um, you know, if you think of a critical moment in your life, kind of that fork in the road yeah. where clearly you've made the decision you did, which has you where you are today, but had you not, you'd be in a very different place. I, I think we probably all have many of these moments, if not almost daily, sometimes definitely over the last few years, it's been challenging for people. And it's always powerful. I think for those in those moments to hear from someone like yourself that that's had some success in their life and and to hear how they chose in those moments. So as there's a moment or two that comes to mind, as I kind of frame that question for you, you could share. I love that question. There are so (laughs) many. So when, when I've learned to do, in fact, this just happened Thursday night. I, I don't get sick. I just haven't yeah. been sick. I got so freaking sick last week. And it, what ha- I got this epic fever. It was like 107 fever. And I actually, I was thankful that just a few months before that, I was listening to a doctor talk about the body's natural processes. Mm-hmm. And there's all these stories out there propagated by the medical system that mm-hmm. how's our world doing? Like you go to a hospital and they treat you for cancer and then they give you a Coca-Cola or a Gatorade yeah, right, and a freaking right. burger and fries, which is completely cancer causing. Yeah. It's off the charts wrong. It's absolutely, that is a disease industry, right? Mm -hmm. And I will not go. That's just my personal thing. I will not go no matter what. If I got that, if I break my arm, I'll go to cast on or whatever, but I will not go for those poisons. So I was going through this amazing experience. And in the midst of the experience, while I was having these temperatures and this really crazy convulsing weird feeling, I was saying, what's great about this? What's great about this? And I intended for that experience to be like a reboot for my system. Because when you get those temperatures, what it does is it literally kills all the bacteria in your body, all the bad shit. Your body knows, source God knows what to do. So So I had this 
and it, you wouldn't believe the flush that happened. So I, I have my stomach, everything crazy stuff was coming out of me. And I feel like I just got a reboot, like an upgrade to the max. So yeah. that's how I do it. I, whenever right. I'm in a tough situation, I ask and I ask so sincerely, what's great about this? And there's always something great about it. Yeah, that's, uh, I 100% agree with that. And it's, I think that's uh, like you talk about mindset shifts. That's definitely a big one for people. And it's a, I think it's a difficult one for many to make. I don't know. I just have to say it's almost get offended, but they're like, well, there's nothing good about this. Right. 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 I just want to say it is difficult. It's not normal, but it's way more difficult not to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part. I agree. I think, yeah, it's, it's huge when you can start to make that shift and, and see the difference in your life and yeah. find the lessons or the gifts, I guess you would say in, in everything, right? Everything, so, yeah. everywhere. If we look for them and that's where the law of attraction comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you look for, you're going to, your reticular activating system is going to be alerted to. And yeah. then be, you know, and that's how, when you create a vision for yourself, then it's, it's like creating a filter for reality. So reality happens and then you create filters and these filters then take and choose the information that you want to let in, right? That's why it's so important to design our lives. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Love it. What's uh, as we start to wrap this up, if there's one or two things that you could leave with the listeners that if they were to apply today in their life to help move their life forward, what those might be. Yes. Number one, by far relax your mind and enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. And that is the most important statement ever. That's what we're we're here to do. Our, my emotions are my compass. If I'm pointing in the unhappy direction, then I know it's time to settle. It's time to go do something fun or take a nap and meditate and then move forward. So that's the number one. And then take action, right? Take inspired action. Don't take stressful, scarcity, fearful based action. Take only inspired action. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Well, I do appreciate your time today, Jim. What are some ways that we can follow you and uh, find out more about Food Forest Abundance and everything that you're up to? Awesome, Nate. If anybody out there would like to transform your yard in a time when it's radically logical to do so, it's an incredible investment as these plants, these fruit trees are going up in value massively and so is food in general, um, then get a hold of us at foodforestabundance.com. If you want to be in the business of helping people grow food, same thing, foodforestabundance.com. And we're having a lot of fun and we're changing the world in so many different ways. One family food forest at a time. Are you on social media at all? You seem like a guy that would be fun to follow. Oh, on social media, yeah, we're all we're getting all over now. Okay. We're, yeah, a lot of the free speech platforms and then anywhere you check out Food Forest Abundance, they're, yeah. we're all over. Yeah, you're all over the place. Yeah. All right. Uh, I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you so much for your time today. It was, uh, it was a great chat. Uh, thank you, Nate. Thanks a lot. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Fear
feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast.